Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a oh, oh, LeBron James with no record for human rights. seconds. Bryant for the win. Iverson against Gill. The crowd on its feet. Allen for the win. Sneaker History Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm here with Mr. Swagadosis, if you will, Oscar Castillo, you know, owner, founder of Modern Notoriety, your favorite Instagram page, your favorite. I mean, I'll say this out loud. Modern Notoriety is a page I go to every morning and just have a little have a little smile or maybe at the end of the day, have a little chuckle. Um <laughs> it's really easy to repost it's all the stuff i love um you are a lot of the stuff i love mr oscar so i'm very happy you could be here with me um we're just gonna talk about basic stuff yeah we know each other for a long time that's what's so cool about um good sneak positive sneaker positive Mm. sneakertivity that's a new word sneakertivity um you know when you're just nice to people and Man, shit just works out. You meet the right kind of people. Um, on that note, man, tell them, tell our listeners, um, you know, where you're from. Uh, how, how about this? I think I know some of the answers, but uh, where you're from, your favorite Jordan model. And it's like one of, one of your favorite sneakers that isn't a Jordan. This doesn't have to be all time, but what's a sneaker you love? Where are you from? All right. Uh, originally born in El Salvador. My mother and I came here during the war, early 90s. There was a civil war back where I'm from. Um, and we came here to Chicago, man. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, I came here at a very young age and yeah, raised here. Um, shit, favorite Jordan. Probably, I'm going to say favorite Jordan with the colorway because uh, like my, like I, I, my favorite Jordan is the Shadow 10, right? But Beautiful. If, I, if I said, Jordan 10. I don't want you to assume this. It's a steel 10. I want, I want to be very specific, right? Yeah, no. But my all-time favorite shoe, man, honestly, like, it probably, it probably would have to be the Air Force One High Bobito Mac and Cheese. That whole play. Ooh. Yeah, that whole play on, on the Mac and Cheese and even the beef and broccoli at that time. Uh, it was, it was a good time for Air Force One highs. Um, if you look back to like, I mean, even the Sheeds, man, you know, like 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 Rose Garden, all the patent joints were, were very, very nice colorways. And what's so wild is like so many cats nowadays would be like, oh, that's just like kind of like a wheat Air Force One high, right? And I feel like we yeah. there's been so many iterations of shoes. That's one of the all-time gems. Shout out Bobito. It's one of the true OGs of the game. I think you and I probably both came up just reading him right mm-hmm. uh, or taking him in in any level but then yeah, he yeah, has yeah. so many shoes people forget about bro like yeah, yeah 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 that that whole that whole pack man i mean like there was like it, it was a good time for 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 storytelling and, and basketball footwear because 
there was also like this like Philly Packer. Uh, it, it was like a, it was it was a bunch of Air Force One highs that dropped at, the, at around that time. And then there was also like a, I think it was On Your Feet Kid too. That I think undefeated was that undefeated. The Bobito, the the high top one you're talking about, it's like an all blue joint with a white um, swoosh. I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But there's there one was, of them. There's so many damn Bobitos, man, in a good way. But at the same time, around that time, Undefeated did like they they were doing their own version of the Air Force. It was like I think it was Eddie Cruz. I'm not sure, but it said "On Your Feet, Kid" on the mm-hmm. on the. I said it on the midsole. Do you remember that? <sighs> I think we're talking like oh seven, oh eight, like around oh seven, oh nine in yeah, that range. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so around that time frame, like Bobito and other people were coming out with some fire ass colorways. Um, it was a good time, man, for Air Force Ones. Man, it, it's really interesting to me that like you go to that particular time in sneakers because I feel like oh nine to when like the Galaxy Foam came out in what like, 2011, 2012, like yeah. that's a time where it's just like sneakers were big enough for like young cats like us to be enjoying them mm-hmm. and for the OGs too, but for it to still be small enough to where it's not, you know, the craziness it is now. Like there was still heat dropping them, like super heat, yeah. but like yeah. It's it's a weird good time to be in the yeah. shoes at yeah, that no, point. For sure, for sure. I mean, it wasn't always in front of you, right? Like you would go, you'd look forward to going to a store, you'd look forward to going to a mom and pop shop and going to their basement. But so many things have changed in the industry where it's like you open up social media, the first thing you see is a sneaker. So, and what's wild like, to that, like the homie Peter Very, one of his favorite shoes. When I went and saw him, he's wearing this uh, this blazer deconstruct, like a big swoosh Nike blazer he got from like finish line at a mall. He wears it nonstop. He's like, this one, one of my favorite shoes I've picked up in a hot minute. And I just like walked into a store and I bought it. There was like there was nothing to it. That's the story. I bought yeah. a pair of shoes. Yeah. Um, and that shit was sick. Um, yeah. So I mean, when did you start? Right. When did you start getting into, I would say the scene, right? Either you know, writing about shoes, posting, you know, we're talking 07, 09 during these Bobitos, but when did you start putting your contribution in? Man, so I was, I was like 15 at the time, bro. It was like 2004-ish, 2005-ish. And, um, you know, I, there was this dude that, um put me onto Nike Talk and I would always spend my like days there. I mean this was like I would use like the college campus cafeteria. I went to community college for like a year or a few months and it didn't work out for me. But at the time that I was there I would be on the boards like you know it was ISS, it was Nike Talk. Um and you know I noticed that there was a lot of press on different cities, just never Chicago. And it's like dude like we're like the Mecca of like yeah like in my opinion. I mean like as far as Jordan culture, right? Like, like Jordan collectors, it, 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 it's definitely like it started here. And, you know, I was just, I didn't see any press on Chicago. So I hit up, um, Brian from sneaker files and I was like, look, man, I really want to put on for the city. I have, you know, a, a camera and a voice recorder that I could use to go to these different stores and capture these stories. And that's what I did, man. That's how I made a name for myself in the city. And then people started to, 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 to hear my name and fucking the, the first dunk exchange in Chicago came here and I set it up with those dudes. Um, and then the first sneaker pimps came here. I set it up with those dudes. So I was kind of like, uh, like, it, like, like I, I, doing what I did, like it just, it just felt right. It just made sense. You know, mm-hmm. man, people don't really understand the full story. I think sneaker starts with Michael Jordan. Obviously there were shoes way before then, but like without Michael Jordan, and that red 
white and black, you know, those bulls colors, there is yeah. no, we're not, we're not on a fucking podcast right now talking if he doesn't do that in that city. Right. Exactly. And it was the first numbered series that you would pay attention to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, it was like, Oh, like, like when you start calling, calling shoes by numbers, all oh, the threes, or you know what I'm saying? That kind of mm-hmm. just, if you program yourself to expect the next one. So the fives and the sixes, the sevens, the eights, the nines, the tens, uh, and that, 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 that became a huge thing in the city. I mean, I remember like growing up, there were cats that were wearing, uh, a bread on one foot and a space jam on the other. Like it was crazy. <laughs> like, like, like that mixed match shit was like happening, bro. It was, like it was, it was, it was there. Um, and then, Man. yeah. Please tell me that fool had like one sh- shorter leg than the other. Just like the setup of having that tooling did not match up, but I've seen oh, people do that too, especially oh, at yeah. events. Right. Yeah. People no, are wild. Were- they were flexing, man. Like I remember, like you know, my mother and I, we didn't, we uh, we we had to move along, uh, around a lot because of our situation, and mm-hmm. you know, we ended up in in different places in the city. And I remember, like the dope boys, man, they they'll fucking they were wearing one bread and one space jam and shit, and it was just like, well, that's crazy because it's like at the time, right? Elevens were like everything, and so you know, to just to see, like that just took it up, like that just took a step like take further range, here, right? just a step, yeah a step higher and shit like damn that's crazy um but but yeah like going back to sneaker files though i did my stint with them and then got my job at a sneaker boutique man because i really wanted to learn the business and um just understand how things are like you know wholesale and all that shit and i worked at another sneak i worked at two sneaker stores subconscious and then the ken and then left the ken and then ended up with uh, modern notoriety you know, I was, I was, I was building that shit in the stock room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that's, uh, the things that happen, the ideas that happen in a stock room, like y- you get in your brain in, in a good and a bad way. Sometimes it's like being back there, but people don't understand. There's like so much more to shoes than basically what I'm getting to is like stock and numbers and it's like yeah, fulfillment yeah. and wholesale. Like there's so much people Absolutely. don't th- keep Absolutely. in mind. And, and, and I'm very grateful and I'm sure you feel the same way that we came up in an era where camping was still a thing, right? Because you can meet people, not know each other at all, but sneakers was that one thing in common that made you comfortable enough to talk to that person. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, especially at that point, I mean, you saw somebody, you know, let's just say 08 with a pair of, you know, at that point, mid-top Chicago ones on, like, you know, they're with the shits because not everybody's just wearing Chicago ones. Not everybody's just rocking sneakers like that. So it's a it was a good identifier to be like, all right, are Hell you walking yeah. in the mall to the same store I'm going to? We're both about to get in line right now. Hell I'm going to stand yeah. next to you for the next fucking five hours, six hours, whatever it's going to be. Or um, even seeing, seeing cats in, like, Easter's and fucking, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, World Cup pack, right? Like, Mexico Air Force Ones, like, you know, like, like all the patent joints that came out in, like, you know, 06, 07, like, like, you know, you would camp out with these dudes and they'll have some really fire shit on, you know? And, and I remember camping out for, I think it was, like, 2006 for the, it was September, it was, I think it was September 30th, 2006, Air Jordan 5 Grape. Uh... It was it was a good ass weekend, bro. And I think at the sa- on the same day, uh, Union had dropped their one time only pack. Uh, I think it was like the Air Max 360, 
Um, mm-hmm. seeing cats wearing them shits in line, bro. It was such a flex. Like, it was so dope. And I was like, I was to me, I was just a kid, like, wow, what the yeah. fuck? You know what I mean? Like, it was just so exciting. That's, I mean, oh, that's what's so different. I mean, there's many things that are different, but like, two cr- big, crazy different points is one, people wearing their heat. Now it's like, oh, I got those in the closet. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, like, why aren't they on the street? You know, in the closet's different. Doesn't mean anything really. I yeah, you, know, yeah. you have you have you have so much heat in your closet. It's like it doesn't mean anything until it's, it's on foot. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just wild to think about stuff like that. Well, um, what's crazier is that like the stuff that you're keeping in your closet eventually is going to come back out. And so, yep. if, even if you wanted to get rid of that pair that you have in your closet, now the value has increased because the new mm-hmm. pair came out. And it's like truer shape and all you know all this other stuff. So I'm learning. I I I like I was like a hoarder, bro. I'll get like two or three pairs. I had a really bad problem, like of the same thing. Yeah, that's. I mean, we now learn that, but OGs did never had to deal with that because it's like there wasn't the competition for mm-hmm. that retro coming back out. Like for an easy example, when the Carmine Six came out, I sold my Carmine my 2014s that were like 9.9 out of 10. I did. <laughs> Sold them for like retail. Um, and that's like during the last dance, right? Shit was going crazy, but it's the old Carmine. No one wants the old Carmine. They want the new Carmine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even if like, <laughs> I think, I think uh, the Carmine was also in the CDP pack, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Many I times. Cats, yeah, I remember cats, cats were trying to move that one too. And um, their pair was less because the 14 one came out. Mm-hmm. So I was, I just, it's just little shit like that that I started to notice that I should just like let go of a lot of shit because I knew it was going to come back later, you know? That was a weird time because almost all those CDP pack shoes like got a retro like a couple years later because it's like, all right, I want to put these together to make the numbers work, you know, to make the math work. And <laughs> then, uh, fuck, okay, let's, let's retro it again. So uh, like the, the bread four. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Bread 4 was like 08 and then like 2012 11, or 13. Yeah, 11, 12. Th- yeah, right in that range. And it's like, why are you doing this? Um, yeah. I mean, so you were so good about obviously knowing your sneakers. But I think what makes modern notoriety much different is your incorporation of just like everything else other people like too. And I think yeah. you were one of the first places to offer something like that. Because when I see... Like, um, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw shades. I follow this account and I like it. Like, uh, like the, the 1990 account, like, uh, nineties, uh, whatever, uh, nineties nostalgia or something, but he likes sneakers too. So he's always posting like his little new balances and stuff and his little like neutral dunks. And that's cool. But I'm there for like the nineties retro photos. I'm not like, I don't want sneakers here. Like, why is this yeah, here? Yeah. It doesn't feel organic, but yeah, modern yeah. notoriety's always had that really good mix of, culture and footwear and footwear culture right it's just like how do you find how do you find that mix and like what are some of your biggest interests that made that like are you a really big anime fan over like music like what's how did that all come together because you kill it man so like i got to a point where there were way too many sneaker sites man and everyone was either posting the same shit or, you know, like no, no site was different than the other, but yeah, you know, you had like, you know, you had your big dogs in the game, but everyone was just sharing the same thing. So I was like, you know what? I named it modern notoriety. Cause I didn't want to just stay in the sneaker lane. I kind of had that foresight. I didn't want to limit myself in case the time came where I was like, okay, 
I, I, I did it with the sneakers, but now I can incorporate different things. But what really did it for me was when like the corporate backed sneaker blog started to come into play. Um, and when I saw that, I was like, it was just a change, right? Where it was like it, this. Yeah, yeah you, knew, you felt it. You knew where it was headed. You're right. Yeah, you know, you know where it was headed. Like there was like a lot of cats that started like at the very like built the foundation for this shit, which it, it, it was many blogs. But as soon as I saw corporate interest enter the blog space as a sneaker blog, I was like, no, nah, I got like we got to change it up. So, you know, I just kind of started to incorporate different things that you know I was into, and then you know having interns, you know, being educated on, on you know on their on their life and, and like what they were into. So it was kind of like a mix of things. Um, and so I'm really glad that I took that. I made that decision because yeah. it's hard to change a pattern when you're used to doing something for so many years. And, it, you know, it's kind of like you're iffy about it because you don't know what what can go wrong or what can go good. Uh, but in the beginning, um, I was a little bit scared and eventually it worked out, man. And, you know, fast forward to, to this year. You know, we were able to build a solid fan base and people actually fuck with it, man. Man, so heavily they mess with modern notoriety. I mean, let me just think about this. So, I mean, you're you you were raised in Chicago and I'm just going to put this out there. So I know you've shot him a couple of times with the camera. Like, yeah. I think Kanye was one of that. Not the first dude, because obviously, you know, most many rappers before him were making you know method you know i can go on and on who but many people were making references to the 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 movies and tv shows and stuff they liked in their raps but i think kanye was the first person to be like all right i love akira so much it's gonna be my fucking music video i'm gonna have a sneaker that kind of plays with it i'm gonna like mix all of my passions into one thing and then the people like they're gonna love it or hate it luckily they love it so like mm -hmm. do you kind of look at does i kind of look at you that way not like you're kanye you know but what i'm saying, trying to say like you put everything together right like do you ever think of him like in that term like inspirationally or like you could say no fuck that guy but i'm just curious because you mix it so well yeah kind I of think like he does there's always a stigma with sh shit like that right like like yeah. anime and video gaming, like video gaming, the way that it is now, it was never like that. If you played video games, you were a fucking nerd. Like, like you were lame. That's how society viewed it. You were burning your brain. You were wasting your time with anime, only weebs, nerds and fucking like, you know, so there's, there was always yeah. that stigma to it, but I low key always loved it because, you know, I grew up with this shit and a lot of us did, but a, a lot of us weren't really outspoken that we were into it because, you know, it was, it was just a weird time. Right. And it was only a select few individuals that were into it. And maybe you didn't know that the, maybe they were out there. The conversation just never came up. But I think what Kanye did was he made people realize that like anime is fire. So that opened up people's eyes to actually be interested to give it time and attention. Um, mm -hmm. And with all of the Vizikira references, I mean, he kind of just solidified like anime as a respected art form and now you have athletes fucking zion just had that naruto pack you know what i'm saying like yeah like there's so many people that are on it now and um which is great which is dope traditionalists though fucking hate it like you'll always see like you'll get your comment like oh man like stop posting anime or like you know what i'm saying like like yeah 
You'll always get your traditional like manga book collected, but the shit's changing, bro. You can't gatekeep shit forever. So of course Zion would say Naruto's his favorite. It's like, well, what's wrong with that? I like Naruto. Yeah. Have you not seen Naruto? Like the person himself in the show? Like you're not yeah. you're not a noob or fronting if you like Naruto. Like he's a beast. Um, yeah, yeah. And Cartoon Network. I mean, like fucking Toonami, bro. Like that shit's like that. You you will always remember that. Always. I mean, what's so you? I never really thought about this as an adult but there was definitely a friend i had in like the early stages of high school where we would watch naruto and i wanted to like become more you know be cooler so like i would hang out with different people and i stopped messing with him and the new people didn't watch naruto so i would still watch it like alone right like privately like you know like i'm doing something bad like oh shit let me find out at the time like at the time it just had that bad stigma to it you know and as 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 shit like Kanye being into Akira comes out like you start to realize like man this shit is dope like there's there's nothing like anime bro like even like they can't be replicated yo what's wild is when you really think about it used to like we used to kind of like hide our shoe love back in like you know high school middle school be like oh this weirdo with all these sneakers girls would be like oh this weirdo with all the shoes now the girls want you to buy them the dunks yeah same thing same thing, like, man, I remember being into sneakers and I'd get, like, these, like, comments, like, oh, what are you, girl? Why do you like so many shoes? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but but what made me appreciate it, though, was that there was, like, a culture that it was, like, underground, but it was, like, there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew that I had, I belonged to, to something, you know, and I have this, mm-hmm. you know, this this hobby of collecting sneakers. And I knew for sure this shit was going to blow up. I knew for sure it was tough at the very beginning because nobody took you seriously. You know what I mean? Like, like, like when you brought her up in conversations and shit or like, Oh, what are your interests? Well, I like collecting sneakers. Like what? <laughs> like it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a common thing. And you know, me like, boy, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like people didn't really see it as like a respectable hobby. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, the, between 2000, 11 forward man that was it now everybody's trying to be a part of it everyone <laughs> but and, but what's really cool is like you don't and modern notoriety as a whole doesn't really gatekeep that away so mm-hmm. and i bring that up because you guys do and when when the world's health and safety allows you guys put on really good events for like communities where it's like i feel like you guys don't care if it's like somebody brand new with sneakers at one of your event or an old ass person, just like, yeah. if you care. So tell me about those. Like, tell me about some of the events you've done and like why you do those. Uh, man, I'm really big like on, on like community and inclusivity, bro. Like, I really think that like, it's very important to see like you can't gatekeep shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't do that. And I even remember back in the day, a lot of the older sneaker collectors in Chicago would get pissed off at me for writing an article on a spot that they would go to because they f- they felt like I was blowing their spot up. And it was it was just very weird vibes and shit. Like I was a kid with a camera. Like I was nobody really fucked me. Yeah. Because of that, right? Like who is this kid? And it was like, okay, well he's coming into our realm. He's coming, you know, what I mean that kind of shit. So, um, uh, I started doing these community events because I I. I love shooting product, right? So I was like, how can I take a piece of what I'm passionate about and then take MN and then create something cool for people to be a part of? And that's what I did, man. So I started partnering up with 
partnering up with brands and we would have like a bunch of photographers and we would see, they would shoot the product and we would see the product in like 30 different, you know, lenses, like 30 different mm-hmm. ways and create a, create an art gallery out of it. And, 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 and yeah, it became, it became something that people couldn't come and enjoy. That's genius. Cause I mean, of course a brand could, and, and brands do pay you, you know, to, Hey, come shoot this new basketball shoe Oscar. Is that cool? But like to have, one product in 30 different perspectives in one place mm-hmm. that's just like that's next level thinking in my book yeah because I, I i always thought that like i always felt like product isn't amplified enough mm-hmm. like you see a shoe right and then we just say okay this is just a pair of shoes but that was someone's idea like someone really someone probably fucking sketched that shit out on a lunch break and was like, yo, this is it. And it became like the best fucking selling shoe ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think about it like that. And I was like, that's why I was like, you know, it'd be really cool to see this product in like all these different ways, because I feel like anyone's idea deserves to be highlighted. So so. how'd you go from this, a kid with the camera and knowing OGs to having the skills good enough to now, I mean, you shoot Candace Parker, Derek Rose. I know you shot Pharrell. Um, you, you you just shot a Dua Lipa event in Chicago recently. Like how how did that skill set go from I, I'm going to pick up a camera to like I'm now all pro product photographer Oscar? I think, man, there there was this line that that uh, Bobito said in this documentary that it was a Pata it was a Pata documentary that released that got taken from the internet, but. Bobita was narrating some of it and he was like, we reached a point where the owner and the consumer are one and the same. And what he meant was that sneaker store owners are also, that are into sneakers are also consumers of the product they're selling. Right. Mm-hmm. So to me, I applied that with MN because I am a consumer of the shit that I'm shooting. I'm shooting it the way that I would see product that would convince me to want to buy it. Because I, I, I can, I, can, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but a lot of the people that are into footwear were purchased a shoe based off of how it looks, not a fucking e-com shot, not a digital rendering. If this shit looks really dope and authentic, you're going to want to buy it. So that's what's kind of, that's what kind of like pushed me to, you know, that's, approach that's crazy at, perspective. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's in the, and, and not only that, right. But like at the time too, when I, at the very beginning of MN, right. I was using this thing called the eBay partnership network. And instead of using, and it would, it would just be different posts that I would do on the site about a shoe being available on eBay. And instead of using fucking e-com shots, I would use shots from fucking, um, from like end clothing or, you know, all some of the, some of the stores overseas, cause they would have some mm-hmm. really, fire ass fucking product photography and i would use that and that's what would lead for us to, to to sell so many units through that affiliate link and i would test it out i was like okay if i'm taking these images from these sites i'm putting it on a post i'm putting the affiliate link saying it's available on 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 ebay people are buying it because of the the photo that the other store took that now i'm using in that post and, and then I was kind of testing shit out. I was like, all right, what if I use actual e-com shots? Because I don't want to get in trouble by a store. And yeah. it did terribly. It fucking did horrible. So that's 
when I learned that real product photography taken by like you gotta know footwear, bro, outsole, lateral, heel, fucking tongue, insole, like all that shit, bro. You gotta really know that stuff to to be able to know how to shoot. And that's those are the type of photos that I was sharing in that post, and people would people would buy the pairs on eBay, bro. And I wasn't even Dude. selling them; I was just sending eBay traffic. Yeah, bro, I'm laughing because like I need to learn because I'll try to take photos of my shoe, like. Uh, take a Adidas has sent me some forums, so I'm gonna take a, f- a photo of the forum, but I cannot get the tongue to sit right when I'm trying to take the photo. So I'm sure you're stuffing it with like something to get it to sit right and everything. Yeah, 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 but yeah. like, Clip, so like, many conversations start with like, oh, those look fire on foot. Yeah, how many people say, oh man, that Nike.com image looks fire? Like, absolutely, no. absolutely, and and what surprisingly, there are brands and individuals at those brands that still don't believe that those types of images are effective. A lot of people at brands have the old, still use the old way of marketing, like mm-hmm. the 90s way of marketing, marketing and trying to, they're trying to apply it in a different, in a new era. Like the consumer has changed. The frequency on how we see product has changed how we look at product, right? That's mm-hmm. all changed. But there's a lot of people that work at brands that have those positions that still think that because they've done it for all these years, that's the proper way to do it. But then look what happens. They Shit fall off. Fit, no storytelling, shitty visuals, CGI visuals, fucking the shit, start, the shit sits. And then when you, you're doing those numbers at the end of that fucking quarterly meeting why why is this not working uh, i mean so if i may say it, i mean obviously adidas understands that then because i think correct me if i'm wrong i see a lot of your photography product product work with them particularly am, am i wrong in saying that yeah, yeah no for sure for sure yeah yeah yeah. So they get it man that shit look like i see i, I repost your stuff not because like oh i like oscar i'm gonna repost it i like a lot of people and i don't repost their stuff that it doesn't look good like yours legitimately looks like it's like some, and I'm, and I'm sure this is happening. Like Derek Rose is like on a basketball court in heaven, right? And it's like the right photo is being taken. It's like click. It's just like, yeah, yeah. How did that happen though? Like, is it just like, oh, let's get a Chicago guy to take photos of the Chicago guy? Like, how? But how did that happen? Because you do it. You've been doing it for years with him. Like, how many Man, years? Like, probably uh, six at least. Uh, so I've been I've been shooting with Adidas for since like 2016, 2017. Yeah, man. Um, just because, like, I, I, I think because I just get the shit done, you know, like, like, and I know that they're gonna use whatever the fuck I send them. So then, I'm, I'm, I'm reliable. Because you care. Uh, yeah, because I care. Why? Because it's some the footwear is a part of me. I'm not just some random ass photographer. Like, right? See, the problem is today, bro, is that anyone with a camera can fucking shoot some damn shoes, but it's not. It doesn't mean that they're passionate about it. If they were to be tested and say, okay, listen, we need you to do this campaign on this shoe. You got to find the right athlete, the right, the, the right athlete with the right width of the leg to fill in the shoe. Like it's just, it's just so much shit that goes into it, bro. You know? So, so, so I think that's the reason why I blasted. I could be wrong. I don't know. But, uh, with Derek Rose, I think you're right. <laughs> like for real, bro. Like there's some, there's some, there's some shit that just, it's just, a lot of people like 
like they it's just a lot of shit that happens that they that they don't observe and realize um and which is why a lot of the content that the photographers submit isn't they can't use it you know Mm -hmm. and a lot of photographers they just want the bag so they'll say yeah to a project but once you do a shitty job they're not ever gonna hit you again and a lot of these dudes because of the money they want the money and instead of them saying you know what man i'm just gonna give it to someone that i know is passionate about sneakers because I know if I fuck up, my reputation's on the line. And if I fuck up, they're never going to hit me again. So I'd rather give it to someone that will appreciate it, do a good job, and just, you know, uh, wait for the universe to, 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 to pay you back for the favor that you did for another photographer. Get paid like, once and do it bad or get, do it right and get paid five times or pass it and get paid, you know, exactly, five exactly. times later. Well, we live in such a, like everyone, everyone is obsessed with money, bro. Like it's insane. And when you start to do shit for money and not because you love it, you start to, you put yourself like at the bottom of the list type of shit. Mm-hmm. But with Derek Rose, yeah, opportunity just came up, man. Like I, I had seen him at Simeon when I was in high school. Uh, and I, had, I also saw him at that the new, the, 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 with the Chicago, uh, Skyplay, that new arena downtown. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was him against Evan Turner. Like, bro, it was a crazy time, and I was always paying uh, paying attention to that shit. Like, I, I like, I like, I was all, I was always around it. Like, like whether it was like media on TV, like or whether it was like old complex magazines or like whatever it was, like basketball, like basketball was always around me, right? So I was paying attention to all this shit and. Um, I got the opportunity and I was like, damn, bro, I used to like go see you and shit. I used to be like in the hood, hood bro, like fucking taking the bus and shit, like, like all that shit, like going to fuck or taking the train or bus, train and bus to Simeon, man. And like, yeah, it was, it was a different time socially in Chicago. It was, it was crazy. Um, but I just, Adidas just hit me up and said, Hey man, like we need you to shoot this shit. And I was like, all right, cool. And then, you know, I had known it. I had known his, his like his uh his agent or his manager whatever you want to call him Art for a long time Art Bashkin and Art mm-hmm. has always welcomed me with open arms and like he's always been a nice dude so me knowing Art kind of solidified like the the comfort you know of the partnership yeah bro I mean so I mean the speaking of storytelling um and you would know firsthand Adidas really pushed him being like like the biggest thing out of like was he was before he was a bull was he really like all that and like because you know he's he's legendary but what did the legend does the legendary story meet the legendary you know the actual what happened right was he that big in chicago like you you went out to Simeon to see him if you knew high school basketball at the time like if you really knew your shit and you really were paying attention to like these public access channels that were fucking airing these games bro (laughs) like yeah bro like that that dude was it was something else man like you know and like it was just a good ass time for basketball in chicago man like early 2000s mid 2000s um but yeah, like, yeah, for sure. So many people come out of Chicago and just don't end up playing for the Bulls, right? I think that's what's so crazy about his story. It's like, oh, yeah. you're the son and like LeBron too, right? Like you're from, you're the son from that area. Like, like the chosen one, right? Like uh, he's Chicago's second son and then he plays yeah. for the Bulls. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Kind of like Candace. I mean, coming back and playing for the Chicago Sky now, um, 
which is double crazy because people are like, oh, she doesn't have that much more in the tank. And then she's out here absolutely killing shit. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, so I mean, my big takeaway from all that is you, you listen to people's advice, even if it's not being told to you like that Bobito quote is thinking about the owner being the consumer. Hell yeah. The owner is the consumer. I never once thought of that. Even, even, even like I went to this sneaker store opening in Montreal called exclusivity, exclusivity, exclusivity. And Gentry Humphrey was the one that was opening the store with the owner. I mean, not Mm -hmm. that owned it, but he was a guest speaker. He was like the guest or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and he was talking about, um, just footwear tech at the time. And he always said this thing that always stuck with me. He said, you always got to ziggle everybody's eyes. So that's the same fucking like mentality that I kind of just, ever since he said that, bro, like it, like I, I just, it would just implement it into my brain and I've always, and that's just how I moved, you know, like if, if, if you're doing this, I'm going to do like this. If you're doing this, I'm going to do this and this and that type shit, you know? And that's smart. I mean, that's what put you aside. And I think that's why so many of your followers are, you know, there's a lot of pages that have a lot of followers online, but not a lot of engagement because it's just like old and bloated, but your stuff stays relevant. So to be able to zag whenever else zig, when everybody else is zagging, um, it's just proven by the numbers, bro. I mean, I have to say thank you to you personally, because you let me write on the site for a little bit. And uh, I've, I learned a lot from you. I think our listeners probably learned a lot. Don't be afraid. Like I think if anything, Oscar, you're, you're not afraid to just like go message Brian and be like, Hey, I want to cover Chicago. Can I, you know, you you didn't have fear. I'm sure you're afraid of spiders, but you know, you don't have fear like that. Nah, man, you know, I think I kind of always, just because of what I've gone through and what I was exposed to at an early age being in a war, like my biggest fear was, my biggest fear to this day is losing my mom. And when I, when that's, when that stuck with me, I just kind of approached everything without fear, respect, you know, with respect Mm -hmm. to, you know, like life's too short to have fears like that bro like if you want to go ahead and fucking reach out to someone do it if you want to go talk to that girl do it because it was the worst that can happen you know the worst that happens is she asks you to buy her some jordan one mids and then you got to walk away i'm kidding the vibes vibes are are there if they're not they're not bro but you got nothing (laughs) you just gotta go that i don't know but we owe nobody anything man oscar um go ahead and tell the people uh where they can follow you uh, where they, if there's anything you want to plug, go for it. But we've had a great conversation, bro. I'm so happy you came, bro. There's so That's much. She more. said, "There's so much more, bro, to this." Oh, we'll, great. we'll do a V2. There's, we'll we'll like, 100% like volumes and stories, bro. Like, like this isn't enough to cover everything. Is basically what I'm trying to say. Hell no, it's not. But, this is just the um, iceberg. Shout out to everyone listening. Um, my name is Oscar Castillo. Follow me at Oscar underscore Castillo on Instagram. I don't really post much i'm like a low-key to myself guy but you might catch a few gems here and there you know um yeah follow at modern notoriety go to the website click a link oh yeah that do too, something that too. That too, that too. all of that i got you dog i got you yeah, um, well make sure you're following at sneaker history this has been a fantastic interview episode thanks so much for tuning in i'm robbie he's oscar have a great day take it easy
Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.